R E A R E A R E A R E A Audio REA Audio. REA Audio. REA Audio. 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 National Nonprofit Day and Week and Weeks. Um, as you know, if you're familiar with reemployability, um, we have a ton of nonprofit partners where we place our injured workers or your injured workers um, to recover through their transitional uh, work period. And we've asked one of our primary partners um, from the Central Florida area to join us to talk to us a little bit about how COVID has impacted them and possibly how we might be able to translate how those things happen in the nonprofit world to folks that work in the profit world and, and take advantage of some of the things they learn. So um, Danny Arroyo is the Director of Guest Services and Information Technology for the Coalition for the Homeless of Central Florida. Danny, thank you so much. It took a while for us to get this all figured out, but now we're here and we're doing it. Welcome. Good morning. It did, Todd. It's great to be here with you. I appreciate it very much. And you know, here in Florida, it's the summertime, we get rain all the time. So if you don't mind, I'm going to open the window and let some fresh air in. So if you get wet, please forgive me. But you know, I, it is Florida, you should be prepared for that. I'm good. Okay, good. Well, so tell us a little bit about the Coalition for the Homeless of Central Florida. What do you all do? So we are a 24 hour shelter, um, where we provide services for men, women, children and families. Uh, we also provide uh, intake and diversion, um, uh, comprehensive case management that we do here as well. Uh, we have a youth program. We have a daycare center here. Um, so we, we pretty much touch everything that, anything we can do to help the homeless population here. Um, we have at any given time close to 450 uh, guests, as we call them. Um, so we are pretty busy at mm -hmm. all times uh, trying to provide all the services that we can. Um, our goal here is to get everyone housed. We want everyone to get housing. Um, that's our goal, that's our mission here, is to make sure that we get as many people off the streets and not just in our shelter, but get them a place to live because everyone deserves um, housing. So there's, I think there's probably a stigma to homelessness. I think people have in the back of their mind what a homeless person looks like or is. And I'm sure that what a lot of people have in their minds are not um, what a homeless person is. You mentioned uh, daycare. Well, daycare implies that the homeless person is working, right? Um, and, they're, and they need care for their children. Tell us a little bit about some of the, um, the things that, that you've found that people maybe don't understand about the homeless population. Sure. I, I think a lot of people, you know, you see someone on the street um, and they're asking for money and you automatically think that they're on drugs or they're a bad person. Um, but a lot of these people are in crisis. Um, they are have lost their jobs, especially during COVID, um, that we'll probably touch on. Um, but a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people have um, just gone through some hardship. And we don't know their story. Um, and I don't think we should judge when we see them. We should just think of, you know, how can we help? Um, and I think that's something we provide here is that we hear so many stories with so many people here um, and provide the best that we can for them. But 
yeah, when we see someone in the street, um, we automatically assume um, without knowing what what's going on with them. What is why are they why are they in this situation? What got them to this to this place? Um, and that's where we come in because we we want to see what's going on. How did you get here? But more importantly, how can we help? And how can we fix um, what's been going on? So your title as Director of Guest Services and Information Technology, as you mentioned, you refer to the folks that stay with you and that you service as guests. So you must have a lot of daily interaction with, with folks that are util utilizing your service. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that you've seen, um, especially in these past 18 months, that have changed from what typically you were used to seeing. So we, so my department is, is we are frontline staff and we have 24 hours a day um, tending to our guests. Um, helping them in any situation, anything that they might need while they're here. Um, you know, in the past 18 months, we have seen an increase of people coming that have lost their jobs. Um, people who don't have any other avenue of being helped during this crisis have lost their apartments. Um, so we, we, we've seen a change in kind of the culture, um, but we still, you know, the mission is still the same and we still try to get people back on their feet and, and give them the help they need. Mm -hmm. um, did you see, uh, you mentioned a change in culture. I, I think of, you know, I'm kind of a history nerd, and, and I think of the, the images that I've seen from the Great Depression, where it was men in Brooks Brothers suits waiting in line for food. Um, people that probably never thought they'd be in the situation that they were in were suddenly put in that situation. Did you see a lot of that? Uh, we didn't see a lot of that, but I know as people were coming into our shelters, um, you know, we always do an assessment with them and see what, what, what's the reasoning of why they're here. Um, but a lot of them is because they lost their job, because mm -hmm. of COVID and lost their, their, their place to live because they couldn't pay their rent. Um, and the other thing that we do really good here is that not just providing the services in-house, we also do community meals. So anyone who is not able to provide for their family with food can come to our gates and we provide them food every evening, 365 days a year. Um, so that's another avenue that we can help if someone is struggling. Yes, you might be able to pay your rent, but that evening you can't afford you know, to put food on the table. We do that for you as well mm -hmm. and assist you there. So when... Um when, when COVID happened, uh, you know, obviously homelessness was a was an issue prior to COVID, and then it comes along and, and must have exacerbated kind of your system and in, in the way you did things. I know, you know, from from our perspective, we work with uh, we work with a lot of nonprofits, and we kind of we put nonprofits and businesses together, or or you know, people that are in, in need of uh, recovering uh, to get back to work. Um, and, and when we try to explain the way a nonprofit operates to some of our, uh, our, our for-profit partners, it's, you know, we explain that a nonprofit needs to keep its doors open just like a, a for-profit company, right? The only difference is they're not making profit. But, right. but the business systems are very, very similar. Uh, it, you know, nonprofits are going to follow COVID protocols because they want to remain open, because they need to continue to supply their services, right? So what are some of the things that you learned um, from the business aspect of running um, the Coalition for the Homeless of Central Florida um, throughout this COVID? What, what were some of the things that you had to adjust to? Well, when, when this pandemic happened um, and all businesses were suffering, not just us, um, we were, we were worried, 
um, of, you know, how our donations were going to look, um, you know, uh, with on the monetary side and also in, in um, everything else that we asked for, from food to clothing to, um, we were just worried of what that looked like. And the community pretty much stepped up and, and they continued to provide us with what we needed. Um, they were extra helpful when it became that we needed masks and sanitizers. People were making masks in their home and sending it to us um, in bulk, not just one piece or two pieces, but bulk, just bags and bags of masks um, and people just donating everything we needed to make sure that we are were safe, not just our guests, but also our staff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, as, as worried as we were, um, we saw the community, you know, get together and join and, and help our cause and make sure that we were taken care of here as well. So it, it was a positive thing for a while. Did you find that there was a decrease in volunteerism? Well, there was, but it wasn't because of them. It was because of us, because we, we had to close down for a while just because of it was spreading, the pandemic was spreading, and we just wanted to make sure that we were safe in here, um, and we didn't want to expose anyone from the outside as well. So we did have to close for a couple of months um, and, and readjust how we did things here. So we had to just restructure the whole agency of how we provided services. You know, we had to create isolation centers. We had to create spaces of where we put someone who was positive at the moment. Um, so we had to adjust the whole entire way we ran our business. But on the volunteer side, it did decrease because of us closing down for a while. Um, I know some volunteers were hesitant to come when the pandemic started, um, you know, especially the older, the older generation, uh, those with underlying conditions were a little bit hesitant, saying, you know, I'll be back once, once, once everything kind of settles down. Um, you know, it wasn't that they were leaving us forever. It was just for the moment. Um, but once we opened back up, you know, everybody started coming back and knowing what our purpose was here and um, coming to serve meals and um, volunteer in every, any capacity that they could. When you say had to readjust your business, obviously, you know, you had people coming in uh, and, and you said making isolation areas. So you had to kind of physically reorganize things. Um, what other things did you kind of learn and, and do that, that you found maybe make you more efficient now as we're coming out of the COVID uh, kind of era or the COVID hole, as I like to call it now? Well, yeah, we, we had to, like I said, we had to adjust everything. We had to adjust how we ran the business, how we, how we, were we going to close down? And if we did close down, how was that going to affect everything? But we still had to provide services here. We still had to take care of our guests. We, um, you know, we, again, our focus is housing. And as the pandemic was happening, a lot of landlords did not want to take anyone in. So we had to keep people here longer um, and still provide those services. Um, and it, it was a huge adjustment, and it put us in a place of, one, we can adapt to anything that happens, which was a big positive for us, because this just blew up in our face, and we just, we went into crisis mode, but we did it. We have a great leadership team, that and an awesome CEO, who, you know, just, we had so many meetings of what to do, and how to do it, and, and working with the CDC, um, working with the health department here in Orange County, um, we also brought on two health coordinators who helped us um, 
give us the guidance and the information that we needed because there was so much coming out every single day that we had to bring someone on to be the expert in that field and tell us, okay, this is what we do. This is how long someone stays home. What are the symptoms? You know, what should we implement here from health screenings to temperature checks? Um, you know, if somebody's positive, what, how do we address that? How do we have those conversations? So we had to change everything we, we did here, but we did it well. Um, and we are prepared and ready that if, you know, right now the numbers are spiking again. So we're going back into that crisis mode, but we know what to do now. Mm-hmm. I think we're kind of experts at it right now. Um, so it's, it's really, it's really, it shows what what an agency can do when something to this magnitude happens, and how we bond together and make sure that everything is running correct for our guests and our staff because we want them safe as well. And we want them to feel good about coming to work to still continue our mission, but also take care of themselves. Yeah, it sounds like just the ability to be flexible, the ability to be, you know, be open to new ideas. Like, like prior to COVID, would you have ever considered having uh, a nurse on staff or, or someone to, to advise you as to how to deal with medical issues? Right. It, it just, it changed how we, how we do our business. It changed, you know, um, and I think for the better, because it made us stronger, it made us more, um, uh, pay more attention to certain things that needed to be addressed, and we did that. Well, Danny, I just want to you know congratulate you and your leadership team for being so open to change. I know we worked with you throughout the pandemic and and have been as uh, uh, we as a business have tried to be as flexible as possible to give you the 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 volunteers that you've needed. Um, what I'd like to do is break and um, let you kind of tell folks that might be listening now if they're interested in helping you all out the coalition for the homeless of central florida how they can learn more about either volunteering or making donations and then we'll wrap that up and we'll come back next week and talk about some more specific kind of stories of people that you were able to help throughout the pandemic and and a little bit more about your experience and change how's that that sounds awesome yeah so we anyone who wants to donate or volunteer to our, for our services can go into uh, www.centralfloridahomeless.org um, and just follow the links there of volunteering there's a, a portal that you can you know sign yourself up to, to volunteer and it gives you some um, areas that we might need some assistance and you can pick your date and time and how much you want to come in um, and then if you want to donate in clothes or um, anything, Pampers, which is our biggest thing that we need for our children, um, you can go to the website and it will direct you of, of how to proceed with donations. Awesome. Danny, thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you again next week. How's that? All right. Thank you so much, Todd. So make sure you come back and join Danny and I as we talk about some key focal changes they've made at the Coalition for the Homeless of Central Florida and how they expect those changes to make what they do more efficient in the coming years. If you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode, please email me at todd at reemployability.com. Also, please subscribe to REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts so that these episodes can automatically be sent to you each week. You can also check out more content, including a link to the Coalition for the Homeless of Central Florida. Find out how you can help them. Also, you can find webinars at listentorea.com. Subscribe. Just do it. We will be forever grateful. Have an awesome week.